You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I am the... Hoobah. I started to say something else, but it was kind of a spoiler. <laughs> you sound so jolly over there. What's up? Um... Long I got a, I got a vacation coming up. That's that'll be good. Poobalicious. Poobapalooza. Poobalicious. I'm going to the second biggest Poobalicious. gaming convention in the United States. Poobalicious. And we always go to the first Gen, one. Yeah. Gen Con's in Indianapolis. That's right. that's that's the number one. Poobacon? Poobacon. <laughs> that would be the third one. Crossing race. the Rubicon. Uh, River, Rubicon. City, River City Comic Con? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, no, Origins is the second biggest Ooh, well, country knit is in Columbus. Ooh, that's not Has been far. for many years, and I've huh. never went, and so we're going this year. Um, so what time's your panel, and can fans come yeah, meet you well, and get autographs and photos? Just have to find me. I'll be the one with the horns. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, uh, Everyone happy? have a uh, happy Memorial Day weekend. Do we eat and get jolly and all that fun stuff. Or as I know. Well, it yeah. is always the jolliest holiday. The <laughs> jolliest <laughs> Memorial Day is the jolliest holiday. <laughs> Somber is the most jolly holiday there. Well, it did not snow, but it did, definitely rained a little bit. Michael got his dongle wet. Yeah. It, it didn't get but it got wet. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, good no. though. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. We want to start with. I don't know what are we doing. What are we doing together? this week? We it's just a regular. It. It's just a we regular. Just, we just show up now we and just sit about, down. Yeah, that's pretty much what you guys been doing for. <laughs> that's about the a year level now. of professionalism I feel we have <laughs> that we we barely even care and we just rush these off. Animation. Animation. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's never going to stop trying. Mm. He just sits on it. Okay, uh, animation, what do you got? So, has anyone played the Injustice 2 game? Gaming! Challenge your imagination to come alive and to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. 52! You shot my battleship. <laughs> I got a bingo! What do I win? It's Operation the Wacky Doctor's Game where you're the wacky doctor. Battery's not included. My turn. Shall we play a game? Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's me on this. Uh, <laughs> it is animation related. Uh, Has anybody played the no, game? No, I can't wait till no. we get your intern trained and can replace you. 
<laughs> well, on YouTube, someone... I've been dying for that to become a running bit on here, but I don't know how to work it in. <laughs> so something about Michael's intern. I mean, he does have a, a real life intern, so but I feel like we could. If they have anything going for them, let me know. He is learning the way of the Michael. I'm, I'm teaching him my uh, Michaelisms and the, the Go way on of, with your gaming animation. Oh yes, animation. Anyway, so YouTube, someone had took gaming. <laughs> it's in. It's. CGI. Speaking of streaming, Michael's number one um, television show currently in production is Disqualified. I hate you. (laughs) Anyway, go back. What's your problem? Okay, gaming, streaming, animated news. (laughs) On YouTube, someone had took the animated cutscenes from the Injustice 2 video game and put it together as an actual movie. Right, and yeah, it I'm runs, probably Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, it, and it runs like two hours and twenty minutes, and it's actually like if you were into those characters and not a gamer, you would enjoy the storyline. It is very like I'm this like to me looked better than the freaking Justice League movie that's going to be coming out soon. It was very well done. Like I mean. It's amazing how much they put into this. I remember watching some of his cutscenes on the first one. Um, I thought, yeah, they were pretty neat. Yeah, they weren't bad. I mean, on, I remember the first one. My kid's dying to get this game. It's nice to know that there's some sort of coherent storyline going on. In that. I, I, I like that about those type of games. You fight in between and then just mm-hmm. basically and, you're watching a story. And without giving away, it actually at the ending it shows... More than one way it can end. It goes back a little bit, almost like a choose your adventure type of thing of if one side won versus the other side. And I don't want to give anything away with the story structure if no one's played it. But just from a comic book lover, it's enjoyable to watch on YouTube. I've had a lot of people ask me if I've played it or what I thought about it. And like, it's, yeah, it's the big thing at the moment. None of us have any clue, I don't think, but. Well, I just yeah. am not, they, I'm not going to buy that full price. You know, Electric Pueblo will get it someday, but he, he's not going to buy a full price. Yeah, we, we, we've played the original every Christmas, and that's about the only time we ever play it. I was on Christmas Day for like the past five, the old four or five years. Play. Yeah, the old people get in on it. <laughs> they, uh, but this, that is a perfect game for, for, uh, renting because. Yeah. Honestly, whenever one of those makes its way to my house, I play it one day, mm-hmm. one night, or whatever. I'm always curious to see which character, new characters are in it, and which you know from the first game to the second, which ones aren't. Because how I, many do you have to buy separately and download? Yeah, see, that's where it gets you. DLC. Yeah, you know, it's not like when we were kids and you just bought a game and there it was. Now you you got to buy all these extra downloads. It's it's a Total load. I think this is especially one of those games that there are people are complaining about that because if you want the super deluxe edition with everybody, you pay yeah. all this extra and it's not, they want you to pre-order, but it's not really a big bonus to you to do right. that. You know. Or anyway. you get the bonus costumes. Yeah, you gotta get the costumes versions. and the extra characters and yeah, so the only one I was really, two characters I was, that I saw were in this game that were new and I'm excited about were Dr. Fate and the Blue Beetle. Because I want to try each one of those. Yeah. But cool. Whatever. But yeah, it looks, I mean, 
looks awesome. Well, while we're in our gaming animation section, the uh, I saw some sad news, Jordan. There, Red Dead Redemption pushed was supposed to be out in the fall, pushed to spring. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah. So that means it'll be twenty twenty one before. I play. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Pushes your schedule back, also. So you can go back to searching for Sasquatch. Until then, <laughs> that gives you just you have a. Just a few years to find the big guy. No, that first Red Dead Redemption, there's a mission where you have to go hunt Sasquatch. And it was the saddest thing I've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) To get to the next level, you have to shoot Bigfoot. I was like, I can't do this. (laughs) You see that one little tear from Sasquatch? (laughs) uh, Oh, um, other gaming news. This is comic related. Green Ronin, which was is a company I kind of follow, have, have some of their games, and they are doing a role playing game. They have like Dragon Age. They started with and using their age system, and then they did Fantasy Age, and uh, the world that went along with that was created by Will Wheaton was uh, Titan's Grave, and they have like a you know it's just a fantasy world that goes with that. Now they're doing Modern Age, and they're using as the setting Lazarus. Greg Rucka partnered with them, and he's like real excited to see them bring it to life. Hmm. But it comes out later this year, I believe, at Gen Con. Are you going to like skip the line, run in front of everybody to get it? I sh- I'll probably already be hidden in the booth or something. <laughs> Under the table. <laughs> Has anyone seen the news about uh, some Minecrafters that crafted like this big giant medieval world? In Minecraft, I, don't, I can't remember if it was Games of Throne or it was some kind of like along the lines of Dungeons and Dragons. Nope. Well, I mean, I've see, seen them make like the Game of Thrones. All you know, it sounded like it was King's really Landing and all that stuff. Yeah, they do that it was stuff really all the time. They'll totally recreate entire civilizations from shows, and movies, and things. How do the eight-year-olds playing Minecraft even know what Game of Thrones is? Well, it's not eight-year-olds doing it. That's just it. These are, all ages play that. I can't. I never could grasp it. But it's it's just Legos for the uh, blockheads. Yeah, it's Legos for oh, come on it's technology. Hmm. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> uh, animation, more animation. I guess we were. Um, they're doing, FXX is doing a Deadpool animated series, apparently. Huh. Involving Donald Glover. I think, like, he is helping produce it. Supposed to come out next year. Yeah. I could see that working. Is like, going to be uh, the voice of Deadpool? I didn't, I didn't get that impression, but, um, I could see Deadpool being a, a good, uh, is this about the TVMA same? cartoon? Is this going to be about the same time the movie? I would out. assume, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, probably. Be a good replacement for Archer. Huh. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like throwing bricks at the wall. Okay. <laughs> um, what else? What are you talking about now? Well, Justice League action. I got caught up on that on Cartoon Network over Memorial Day weekend, and it's great. You guys are missing all the fun. How many seasons are there? Just I have one? no clue. I think just one, but... 
like I think there are twenty episodes in. Hmm. But I don't know how it comes out on TV versus online because online it's like if you are able to unlock the episodes, it's like see it first. So I don't, I don't know, know that it's, it's like, actually. Is it on TV? I have never seen it on TV. I never have. I've never seen it listed anyway. I have no time. clue because I don't have cable anymore. But they they're very short episodes, so I don't know if it's just like online. Yeah, or I'm pretty. I think it is an online thing because I think the episodes are only like eleven or twelve minutes. Yeah, they're not very long at all. But yeah. so that's the same as like you know Teen Titans Go and a lot of those cartoon mm-hmm. network shows are like basically fifteen minutes and commercials. Yeah, that's true. I I've watched a few clips and it's it's fine. It's very it's very whimsical and lighthearted, but. It still has the heart of all the characters. I'm really, like, we're all DC fans are just sitting there waiting for that season three of uh, Young Justice is really all all we're asking for. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it it's good enough. That's right. <laughs> That's all I got. So yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I've seen this this whole. More and more things are popping up. I don't know if they have like a specific online channel Cartoon Network's doing for shows now. Wouldn't shock me. That's what Disney's move. The Disney Channel would shock you. Shooting, (laughs) shooting Sasquatch. (laughs) That would scar me. (laughs) But yeah, Disney Channel's moving towards that. I know that they're going to have some content that's. Streaming only, the new Mickey Mouse Club and stuff like that coming out, so uh, we'll have to look into it. All right, pick a section. TV. You have failed this city. Run, Barry, run. Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent. It's Brave. summer. <laughs> End of... All our shows. <laughs> What'd you watch? Well, I will say CW knocked it out of the park with all their season finales on all the superhero shows. Have we talked about any of those? No, we haven't. Guys, we got our next hour plan. Guys, <laughs> don't cry. But on, T- on Arrow, everyone blew up on the island except for Wall- or Wally. Except for Ollie and his son William. There's an, island, there's an island? He was trapped on it for five years. Have you not seen the the story behind it? In the past? Or yeah. The present? Yeah. Now, in, in this current season, he's been fighting Prometheus, and it was this big, long production of where he got, he kidnapped all of Team Arrow and transported them all to the island, and he's basically wanting Ollie to kill him, to show he's a murderer. And it gets to a point where he wants him to kill him in front of Ollie's child, William, that he has kidnapped also. Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about that. And he won't do it. He's like, I'm not a murderer. I'm not that guy anymore. And all of a sudden, he, Felicity tells him on his comms, don't kill him. The whole island is rigged with explosions. <laughs> that's, that's reasonable. And <laughs> lo and behold... He whips out a gun and blows his head away, and the island just goes. <laughs> so the island is history. Now, uh-huh. cut to the brand new season next fall. We're gonna see a plane with all of them in it. But 
for now, they're all dead. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ollie is not a murderer. He's an American ninja warrior. That is true. And he is a badass. <laughs> I think he's on Michael's list. Uh, he's down there. Quite did I, a bit. I, have no, there. I haven't watched any of this season, really. Yeah, it's really is, good. Um, Deathstroke back? Yes. They, well, that was a pretty pivotal thing there. He hasn't been on for, what, two or three seasons? He, he showed up at the very end of the last episode, and then on the finale, he joined forces. All the Merakura or whatever the super soldier orange yeah. stuff had left his body, so... He's of oh, right so he's, mind. He's cool now. Yeah. He's not like Michael. <laughs> it's been snorting the Maracuya every other day. So oh, what? Uh, so he joins forces. The problem I have with that is Ollie had his gear and it looked like it was like super brand new. It like took you out of it. Like a lot of the costumes have more of a worn look to it. It looked like they just painted this new mask for him yesterday. He was so bright and shiny. And here's this, like, assassin killer with this, like, neon orange mask. So, like, completely was threw you out of it. But otherwise, it was really good. Hmm. Okay. Now, I know you guys are sad, and it's really broken you up, but we also have to shed a tear for good old Barry Allen. He had to go join the Speed Force. Yeah, that show can't breathe for two seconds. Uh-huh. It just has to throw a new thing after a new thing after a new thing. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people were, uh, a couple different articles that people were mentioning, like, let's just leave Barry in the Speed Force for a while and let Wally do it. But you know that's never going to happen. Yeah. It's going to be like within the first ten minutes of episode one next year. Well, they'll use, like, the summer break as, wow, Barry's been missing for a yeah. long time. Uh-huh. They'll jump ahead, you know. Now, did I assume everyone watched the season finale of Flash, right? Yes. And by everyone, you mean uh, everyone. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I did. I don't think I've actually... <coughs> no. Well, I'm sorry. Are you upset if I spoil it? No. Okay. I was surprised by the twist. Yeah. Like, for a show that is very dumb at times, and it's so silly. Like, I was actually shocked by the twist of who sacrificed themselves in the place of Iris. Well, it was Wells, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that coming. I wasn't well, watching was the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's holding the dead body of Iris, and all of a sudden, I don't know where the drumsticks came from, but the drumsticks came rolling out from underneath her. <laughs> And it, it was sad. <clears throat> and all, and of course, Iris saved Barry at the end. Like, he, she basically, the bad Savitar Flash was gonna take Barry out, and she shot him right in the head. Did you like the season at all? It had its ups and downs. I really did like, not care for it. It, it had, it's, it suffered from, same thing that Arrow suffered from this season and time has passed, but I I feel like it brought itself back. Like the mm. the finale was good, I thought so. As any of these shows I don't think are good with long form storytelling, or they yeah. have one plot, Agreed. one villain, and they just have to keep killing time mm-hmm. till they get to the main fight, and they they'll have a few standalone episodes, but it's all ties into one plot. Yep. And if the plot's not great, you're bored the whole season, right? I totally agree. 
even Supergirl kicked some super bootay on the season finale. Mm-hmm. No, I saw... <laughs> I concur. <laughs> so Maggie's not going to be a major player next season. The actress that plays Maggie Sawyer is only going to be in a few episodes. Oh, is she off which, planning their wedding? I don't know how they're going to cover that. that her they're si- going to break up? Or sister? The actress's name? No, the character's name. Alex? Yeah, she is my favorite character on that show. Uh-huh. She's the most complex human character yeah. they've done on that show. Although, I will say, like, this time... Superman, I concur. <laughs> <laughs> this time around, when Superman came back, I did not really dig him at all. I you don't didn't know. like Superman? Like, the first like the first time he showed up, that was great, but I don't know, there was something off-putting about this one of just... He wasn't being super enough. I mean, it was fine that Supergirl... <laughs> not super enough. <laughs> like... He's, I knew we'd get some incredible insight. I was just going to say, I want to know, what was it you didn't like about Superman? He wasn't super enough. Well, he's Superman, and even though, like, Supergirl... <laughs> it's in his name. Supergirl beat him, which was fine. He was playing second fiddle. super hurt. It was. <laughs> I, I, to sidetrack that for a second, was that was, like, some of the best Superman action ever filmed. Uh-huh. That fight between Superman and Supergirl, like that—that that puts Brandon Routh to shame. You know, it puts the the Christopher Reeve special effects to shame. Like that was a knockdown, dragout fight that we've never seen Superman have on film before. Except it went on a little too long. I got some They Live vibes. They just kept punching each other and staggering, <laughs> staggering around. But it, it was it was very exciting. Except for the last punch that took him out, like. There was one punch before where it was like this massive uppercut that should have just end of story. Mike Mike Tyson punch out. <laughs> Instead, she like kind of backhands him in this weird angle, yeah, and like weird. that's what takes him out. Like she basically smacked him like a pimp and knocked him out. <laughs> I was like, okay, which is why he couldn't save the day. He had to defer. Like, look, Supergirl's the champion. She beat me. She's tougher. Now on Twitter news. <laughs> Twitter news. We don't have a drop for that. <laughs> well, it's related to the show. Terry Hatcher and Dean Kane were joking around about there being a multiverse world where they could reprise their roles as Superman, Lois, and Clark from that series. And just like in the comics of how uh, Superman now has a son, Jonathan Kent. That might be something we could see in the future. You never know. Speaking of dumb ideas... <laughs> <laughs> I've got some good news and some bad news. The good news is we got a reader request or listener request. Sorry, we don't. <laughs> we have listeners. The bad news is about Gotham. Oh. oh. Did everyone see the season one theory that has come oh. out? Nope. No. That we're not watching the origin of Batman. We might be watching the origin of Owlman. Dun dun dun. Huh. What? (laughs) So, this season has featured the Quarter of Owls? Right. Okay. So we had listener, friend of the show, Jason Teasley, personal request for us to talk about this. And I said, we will oblige. Comic Book Resources, CBR.com, put this article out, and I saw a couple other people picked it up, that Gotham is so dark and so bleak, 
and there are no heroes on the show, and everyone is compromised morally. Everyone has crossed the line. They're like, is this taking place on Earth 3? Are we watching, like, the crime syndicate Earth? Mm-hmm. And that there are different origins of Owlman over the years. But yeah. one is he's, you know, an alternate Bruce Wayne. And they're, I haven't watched the show much recently. I don't think any of us have been really keeping up on it. But I was reading some of the plot points that basically, you know, Wayne Enterprises is run by the Court of Owls. So, you know, in the comics, Wayne Enterprises is a philanthropic organization. They help things, but, you know, it is, it is unleashing evil on the world. They're funding the whole process. They're, they're breeding monsters under these laboratories in Arkham Asylum. So yeah, the very core of Wayne Enterprises is run by an evil, evil corporation. Uh, Jim Gordon is basically, he's murdered people. He's been palling around with Penguin and people from the mob, um, as well as Barbara Gordon is like running the underground of the criminal underground of some sort. So there's no Barbara and Jim couple. So there would never be a Batgirl born yeah. in this world who would be a spark of light. And I guess the most recent storyline, I think there's maybe one episode more to go. They'll probably it, the finale is probably aired by the time you hear this. But I, Bruce has been serving the Court of Owls and being mentored by Rachel Ghoul. So he's, he's been complicit to murders that they've committed and he, he, he unleashed some virus on the city to purge and cleanse Gotham. What? So Bruce has been like either, or, uh, <coughs> brainwashed or something. So Bruce is a member of the Court of Owls. So that's where people are like, maybe it's not Bruce Wayne. Maybe it's huh. not terrible writing. <laughs> maybe, well, maybe we're in a different universe. This obviously has to exist on a different of different Earth other than Ollie's Earth because he killed Ra's al Ghul and he is the head of the demons. Well, it is exists on a different network. <laughs> well, it is Fox, and they are related to Fox News. Alternative facts. <laughs> Edgy. <laughs> Edgy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that, oh, I, boy, I am just throwing bricks tonight. <laughs> I lost my, I lost my magic. Or whatever it was, you said you were snorting. <laughs> I think my intern stole my luster. <laughs> Your luster. <laughs> well, that that, that, that lustrous Michael <laughs> game, that kind of actually makes me the <laughs> <laughs> lusterless Michael Cage. Yes, I love it. <clears throat> that I, makes me actually want to go and watch a little bit of Gotham this year. <laughs> but but I, think, I feel like you would need to know that ahead of time to actually... But the thing as far as that goes, like, Gotham has always been dark and, like, it's the evil city. Like, I mean, that's why Batman exists. Yeah, but the show's trying way too hard. I don't know that it's... It's that... I mean, it's network TV, but even from the very beginning, yeah, everyone was is morally gray, and there was mm-hmm. there weren't even like Leslie Tompkins, mm-hmm. you know, the, this hero who helped young Bruce Wayne. Like even she's made some bad decisions over the course of the couple seasons. I really liked the premise when the show started because I thought it was going to completely be all just Jim Gordon and the and the Gotham City Police. And I thought, well, that's a good idea. That's a different take. We can, you know, and they can work in villains that way, sure. But it just really completely went off the rails quickly from that. So yeah, I think this. The I can't imagine this theory being true. 
It's too good to be true. But it's just, I think people grasping it like, maybe this show hasn't you know, gone so far I mean, off If I enough. just, you know, they force themselves to look at it through that prism, yeah. they can mm-hmm. enjoy it more. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's an unenjoyable show. I haven't even watched it. I'm just saying, maybe I've done that before. Maybe, well, this is the way I look at it. I don't care if the writer says that's definitely not what we were going for. Well, that would just completely confuse what I imagine is a large part of the audience that watches that show. Because it's so obscure. Yeah. Yeah. They're just, you know, sitting on their hands waiting for Batman to show up. So, um, I've watched a whole heck of a lot more of the Americans. I had watched one season the last time we talked about it, and now I'm halfway through the fifth season. <laughs> really good. Are you a communist? <laughs> <laughs> there <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> um, anyway, it's good. Luster. <laughs> and I saw uh, Joe Hill, we talked before that they're making Lock and Key for Hulu. Um, AMC has... There's a new way they're doing things with their writer's room. They quit just like, they didn't quit, but they're trying a new thing where instead of just go make a pilot and we'll approve it or not. Now they have have like a writer's room where they will flesh out a season and then see whether they think they want to go on with it. But one of the shows that seems to be like it's going to get made is Nosferatu, that Joe Hill book. Um, Well, they ended up making a comic, a limited series, a year or two ago gosh i'm trying to think what the name of it was but it had to do with the bad guy and it charlie manx this was like the amusement park yeah it's christmas land christmas land yeah he drives an old antique car and takes kids to christmas land and this is one of those horror it's a horror book with there's a, a female hero victoria mcqueen who is good at finding things that's kind of her power and I really, really enjoyed the book, but it reminds me of a lot of Stephen King books where they don't necessarily translate to the screen, start to look silly if you get, when you can actually visualize them. But anyway, any, you know, anything that they'll make of his, I, I like the idea of him getting a chance. Um, and they put out today about Game of Thrones season eight, cause season seven is getting ready to start this summer. Right. So, July 16th. Yeah. They're talking today about it may go maybe till 2019 before you get the final season. What? Because, which I think that's actually a good idea because it'll get a lot more time. They want to really make the last Mm -hmm. season epic. Plus, there's like four different prequels supposedly that they're figuring out and they want to be able to have some of that a lot closer to ready for after that last season so like prequel series or prequel movies there's a lot of series there's a lot of in those books there's so many flashbacks to the history of that world and i think like some of the prequels will be like based on some small story in the Mm -hmm. that world yeah he's written a lot of short stories and anthologies and things that just star some ancestor of some yeah, random character. That'll so, be yeah, what they've I really expect. fleshed out the history. Um, and for anybody that any Silicon Valley fans, um, uh, TJ Miller is on that show with yeah. Command on Johnny and all that. Um, TJ Miller's leaving after mm-hmm. this season, so I think he will have been on four seasons, and then he's 
not coming back. And that's, you know, you, whether you're a fan of him or not, this is probably the best thing I've ever seen him do. And it su- sucks to see him leave the show because he create, you know, the character, Ehrlich Buckman, he plays, he's, he has this house. He calls the incubator and that's where they all work. Yeah. He's like developing their talent and he's a really just obnoxious character, but he's so funny in it. Uh, basically he's just too busy. He just has so many movie projects and stuff going yeah, on. He's, he's like, you know, leave him wanting more is what he said in an interview. He's like, everybody hates to see me go, but I'd rather leave like this than the alternative, but. It just sinks because he had some famous things he said on that show. There was some like kid drug dealer in their neighborhood and he slaps this kid. I mean, it's just over the top. Slaps the kid, calls him a see you next Tuesday and tells it, tells him, he's like, the, kid, the kids, of course, some smart mouth kid. You have to bleep this out. Uh, but he says, says, you just brought to a fight. <laughs> 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 that was one of the best things I've ever heard. <laughs> anyway, I hate Sam Lee the show. And they had like some little teaser for another HBO show coming out in September called The Deuce. <laughs> Which I thought was maybe not the best title, but uh, <laughs> it's gonna have, it's gonna, it's HBO, James Franco playing twins. So look I'm out, out. Oh boy! I'm look out, you and nope. McGregor. Out. <laughs> God, I can't imagine anything worse. <laughs> well, I don't think it's going for humor. What if it was in a Spider-Man movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spider Twins starring James what, what, Franco. What do you like him in? Do you like him in anything? No. Either, okay. Close to no. No. He does everything now. By the way, he's in everything. Uh I have, I know that I've liked him and stuff. Like I don't, I don't cringe when I hear his name, but I, I also can think of a lot of things that I'm very whatever about, you know. He was, I mean, he was okay in that, uh, Hulu show, like. Oh, yeah. Love at 2263, yeah. the Stephen King book. Um, yeah, I thought he did a really good job in that. Yeah. And I've liked him in some humorous roles. He was also, I think there was a movie Spring Breakers. I think that yeah, he was like actually he did, good in that. Yeah, he the was movie good. was yeah. not. Yeah, it yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, this show. <laughs> bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> what about the one where he was crushed by a rock? Did you like that? Yeah. One? Nope. I read that book. <laughs> Didn't see it. I read that book many years. Before. I can't get by his face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the problem. His face. Well, there's gonna be two of them on the show. <laughs> That's a good book, Between a Rock and a Hard Place, by the way. Much better than the movie. Um, That's a way better title for a movie, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood, yeah. Anyway, this show is also it's going to involve David Simon from The Wire, and it's set in the 70s, and it's the rise of the porn industry in New York. I will give anything on HBO a chance, and I actually, <laughs> I actually expect this to be pretty good because they you know, continue to have hits. It reminds me, though, of a show they had a year or two ago called Vinyl with Bobby Cannavale and Ray Romano, and it was set in the 70s in the music industry, and it was really good, mm-hmm. but it just it only, it only had one season, and then it didn't get renewed. Anyway, there was only one little short teaser about it. Uh, as far as just a shout-out for 
Riverdale, there's a guy, Mikey Newman, who does movies with Mikey on YouTube. If you, I recommend look up movies with Mikey. He's got, he does like 15 minute videos talking about movies and I think he has a really good take on a, a lot of mm-hmm. kind of, uh, cult followed movies, I guess. Not, really he'll do about anything, but th- just movies he likes and I, I like him. He re- recently, um, re- you know, had a real nasty bout with his, um, MS and, Almost died, but he's getting back on his feet. But he start, he's just discovered Riverdale. So he is doing a podcast with this other girl and they talk strictly, go through all of Riverdale. Yeah. And I haven't got a chance to listen to it yet, but I love the title. It's called Cry Me a Riverdale. And <laughs> <laughs> they announced Skeet Ulrich was going to be a season, oh. a series regular in season Woo-hoo! two. So. More Skeet. <laughs> you like his face? It's very similar to, uh, <laughs> Like if people get them mixed up, you can't possibly like Skeet's face. James Franco, it looks like he's trying to eat his own face. <laughs> that, is, that just he just irritates. Are you the sure bit. you're not talking about William Defoe? I'm he's sure. Ugly looking too. Well, that may be, but man, gosh, I don't think I anyone in history has ever confused James Franco with William Defoe. <laughs> well, he played his dad in Spider-Man. Come on. Not true. Okay, we have a connection. Oh, I understand. That's it. I understand no. this and how, where yeah. this synapse Put that fire. in our file of trying to understand his luster. <laughs> um, they put the, masks on both of their faces <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Anybody could do it then. What category were you in? Did you guys ever watch? I think James Franco. (laughs) Yeah, James Franco. New category. What's wrong with James Franco? Was he in The Purge? (laughs) I asked. I was talking about The Purge. Did you guys see The Purge? Nope. I did. I've seen all of them. You've seen all of them. You love them. That's like a guilty pleasure. I think you Don't feel guilty. No, I enjoy them. It's a pleasure. I enjoy them. Okay, well, you're about to get more Purge. Yes. Only it's all the not Purge time. They're what? doing a show that's... They but say, the thing about the purge is, the most exciting thing is when they purge. <laughs> well, So when they're not think. purging, there's not really that's, a lot going that's on. That's what they're going to put on TV, the non-purge parts. Also, it's like boring politics Leading about why we should or shouldn't purge. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing a show... I would purge that right off. Okay, we just got we just got we just got a Facebook notification on my phone that says Jesse Starcher is singing a Moana song. <laughs> I have to, uh, wow! Announce that. Put um, that on the mic. Anyway, I did not get that. <laughs> oh. Anyway, they're doing a show for USA and Sci-Fi Network that is going to be based on the rest of the year on the purge. Okay, leading up to. Now, it would be smart if they did that and then they released a new movie. Like, if they were able to incorporate that of this is the time in between the purge and then the ne- the next thing would be the that purge movie coming out that summer and then uh, the next I, season would be the in-between. I would imagine that that is probably what's going to happen. I would think that by the time this gets made and comes out, they're probably going to build to a movie. Well, you heard it first. I came up with the yeah, idea. Yeah, you definitely, I guarantee you. It's a million never, dollar idea. Never, that never crossed their mind. Well, the last one, it was about a politician trying to end the purge. She had been nearly purged when she was a teenager. 
and had grown up, you know, through politics trying to end it. And then during the purge, the evil politicians who wanted to keep the purge, I'm going to see how many times I can say purge in one sense, <laughs> I tried to purge her, but she ended up not getting purged. So I think she got elected. I don't remember how it ended. It was really late at night. Same thing. <laughs> but it was Elizabeth Mitchell from Lost. And it didn't awesome. have a crossbones in it? Yes, that guy is awesome. Yeah. Um, that was TV. Oh, they're making a, a show on Spike. Was it's gonna? Well, it's gonna be the Paramount Network now. Oh my They're changing God. the network yeah. again. Spike is going to be called amazing. Yellowstone, starring Kevin Costner. He's gonna have the largest. That sounds like a Riverdale for Yogi Bear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Jellystone. Yeah, Jellystone. The love tabs, Yogi Bear. Hey, boo boo. Kevin Costner's going to have his picnic basket out. <laughs> the largest contiguous ranch in the United States. It's from the writer, I guess, of Hell or High Water, which is a great movie from last year. And I think it's for coming out next summer. Did you watch the Hatfields and McCoys that he was in a couple years ago? Mm, yes. That was good. It was really like good. Like a little really mini-series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like him in Cowboys. I liked, uh, I liked Wyatt Earp, like the other Tombstone movie. I thought... I thought it's not that bad. The other Tombstone movie? Yeah. That's the official name. There's an echo. And anybody else got anything TV to talk about? Well, I don't know if it's TV or not, but Uh, did you guys watch the trailer for the blood drive that I sent from Sci-Fi Network? Nope. It made me sign in because it was like R-rated and I don't have a YouTube account, so I just clicked away. Sorry. You don't have a YouTube account? Huh. You have to have a YouTube account. You've uploaded videos to YouTube. It was like 12 years ago. I don't have a clue what it would be. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> the blood drive has got that very grindhouse feel, and they keep acting like it's very mature. So I don't know if they're gonna if it's going to be on the network or if it's going to be online. Again, I'm not sure where this falls, but it's a very Mad Max grindhouse of, like, these muscle cars that – literally run on blood and it's very <laughs> shock like i mean that's a, like that's a great like b movie concept yeah it's, it's yeah. total movie concept it's yeah. total b movie b movie all the way and it looks fantastic yeah, it's totally you <laughs> you are d movie all the way it's on imbd i will keep you guys posted the blood drive michael's car runs on cheese <laughs> <laughs> we haven't talked about when we were talking about the DC shows. You guys watched the Black Lightning trailer oh, yeah, a few weeks ago. I thought that looked really good. And plus, it's got the main character was the mayor on Heart of Dixie. <laughs> plus, well, stop. there you go. <laughs> plus, Heart of Dixie shout out. I'm going to pretend I know what that is. Nobody came out from that angle. That's what you come here for. No, I, I really enjoyed that trailer, and yeah. you were right, Michael. From what I read, the storyline is going to be like, he's retired, he has a couple kids now, I think one of them has similar powers to him. I think him. you'll find out they both have powers in they the both, long run. Well, mate, I'll trust you. you. Hear first. I'll trust you on that, you were right the first time. It but, has like... It has a very Milestone Comics vibe to it. Like, if uh-huh. anyone's familiar with the old Milestone comic yeah. imprint, it has that vibe to it. 
of like the gangs and like how he was going up against like the trailer is going up against these gangs. I think they called him the 100 or something, and then like they're he's retired because he had a family. Yeah, and but now they've overrun the city, and he's back. back. Yeah, he's back and more vibrant his, than ever. His suit looks awesome. I like, like his electric powers light up the the yeah. suit. I was confused by that. I was like, does he have the powers, and he uses the suit to amp them up or regulate them, or like what's the deal with the suit? I he just know. lights it up with his powers. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought. But I I've never it. seen Heart of Dixie, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, what that. you need to know on Heart of Dixie, like his catchphrase <laughs> was, no, no, no. And he had an at pet alligator named Burt Reynolds. Say it like that. Uh, yeah, it, like every time you call him. I never know because sometimes you just say, say stuff like that. If my know. wife listened to this podcast, she'd be laughing so hard right now. <laughs> oh. I'm glad we got one. <laughs> no, that trailer. No, she's not going to listen to I had, I had like very minimal interest in the show, we'll say. Yeah. It's like, I don't know yeah. the DC show. And then that trailer, <laughs> yeah, I was that like. That was one of the comments we had on our page. Very minimal. Um, very minimal interest in this show. <laughs> so yeah, that trailer made me interested to watch it, mm-hmm. which is what a trailer should do. Cool. Last last chance TV. Silver movies. Okay, so we're not going to talk about Wonder Woman because we haven't seen it yet, right? Correct. We probably have by the time you're hearing this, but. We'll talk about it next week. I'm sure we will have comments on Wonder Woman. What I hear is it's the best DC comic movie yet. It's a, it's a high bar. <laughs> Aww. There were some good ones. Not in the last decade. Well, I didn't say <laughs> that. No, no. <laughs> and they already have Patty Jenkins signed up to make the next one. Make the sequel. Good. So we'll let you know what we think once we know what we think. And there, of course, there was the big news. Zack Snyder had to stop being involved with JLA. We haven't been yeah. talking for a while. That was, yeah, we skipped over that. Um, Joss Whedon is going to shepherd at home Justice League movie. Um, that whole ordeal, so, of course, is extremely sad, but okay. you should stop there. <laughs> but go on because of the situation that happened but the trolls that came out and like attacked him and were like just destroying him like it was very disgusting uh, I yeah, well I don't know that's too bad of that I, mean, I actually saw a lot of people saying okay chill out you know yeah. this terrible thing happened and it's time you, to, time does to everyone know him. if listeners don't know his daughter passed away Committed suicide, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. And shockingly, like, it didn't make a bunch of news. Like, no one knew that. It wasn't a huge headline until we got the news of Joss. So, in in today's world where we know everything about everyone, he had kept this, you know, inside for a long time trying to finish this movie. Yeah, so prayers to his family. I hope everything, uh, they make it through okay. Um,. I guess you, you guys like Spaceballs, right? Do you even like Spaceballs? Yeah, it's it's got James Franco in it. Did you know that? It does not. <laughs> anyway, what they say? Thirty years ago, they were going to make 
Spaceballs 2, colon, The Search for More Money. Yes. And that's the story is that that is possibly in the works. Is Mel Brooks writing it? He's talking, he's talking to MGM about it, they say. I said, huh. the biggest thing I could see, I hope he's talking in the yogurt voice. <laughs> uh, the biggest, biggest problem I could see. Merchandising. Yeah, is getting, uh, Rick Moranis. I was going to say he's retired, correct? Well, actually, I just heard he's yeah. coming out of retirement. Huh. He's doing a fundraiser. He's going to, he was part of the McKenzie brothers, of course, for SCP sure. and, they're uh, doing a fundraiser for for someone they know, and so he is coming back out into the light. So what are they going to do about John Candy? They're going to reboot Heart of Daisy. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming. What are they going to do about John Candy's part in it? I don't know. Well, you should know this. I, I don't know all the answers. <laughs> I'm interested though. That's uh, hmm. They make everything else. <laughs> what do you guys think? I bet you hate it. I'm, I'm going to go up front front and say you hate it the whole universal monster mash what do you think about all that it's just there's been very successful movies called the mummy yeah very recently and then now we have just the whole other the mummy i think i would feel better about it or maybe even interested in it if the first one wasn't starring tom cruise i know i i my first thought was i was like i wonder how negative cliff would be if he if it wasn't so Tom Cruise, yeah, he's got that sour taste in his mouth. He doesn't like Tom Cruise, yeah, and James Fra- Franco yeah, or James Franco. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's I'm starting a new bracket. Two <laughs> <laughs> things you see in every Tom Cruise movie anymore: Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, every time, every time you see a, a plane and him doing something crazy about it. And him running. <laughs> I'm going to do something crazy about this boy. <laughs> I'm not getting in it. I'll tell you that. Tom Cruise Yeah, you guys running. go ahead and trash one. Yeah, Tom Cruise running takes me out of a movie because he just looks so funny when he runs. <laughs> I, I, it's like, are, look how serious he is. Look at him run. Well, Michael, you like horror movies. Are you excited about it? Well, that's a problem, though, is I just don't think, like, they'll be scary. Like, Yeah, I don't think of that as a... It, this Horror being movie. like this shared, it actually kind of reminds Shouldn't me, it be though? It I reminds me of are, like yeah. the 80s movie that I was riffing on, that, uh, B movie that had all like the monsters in it. Oh. What it reminded me of anyway. was like Suicide Squad. The girl in that, what was she, who was she? Enchantress? Yeah, like it hmm. just, I think it's just gonna be an effects thing. It looks like an yeah, action movie. It doesn't look good to me. Uh, but I will go on the record I have before. I enjoy a lot of his movies. I think he's a good action star. I think, you know, there's a lot of good movies he's involved in, but there are ones like this that I just don't think are going to be anything great. And, uh, what they're trying to, they're really trying. They have these properties. Universal has these properties. They want to make their own, you know, basically yeah. their version of the comic book universe to have all these My lights approved. monsters. I've had this light that has not come on since we have moved into this location, and it just came on. Mm-hmm. I don't like Magic it. of Tom Turn Cruise. Turn it off. <laughs> it approves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So they're, they're doing... <laughs> it's like the Scientologists have put like a bug up there to, <laughs> to make sure we're not saying anything bad about Tom right. Cruise. You've got the mummy. What's 
do we know what the next they have like well, I heard the rock was going to be in possibly in the wolfman they're talking they're Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde like that's played by um Russell Crowe yeah and then Javier Bardem is Frankenstein um Possibly Angelina Jolie is in talks for Bride of Frankenstein. Um, Dracula. Oh look, she won't have to have yeah, any. I haven't, I haven't heard names attached to Dracula, Creature of the Black Lagoon, Phantom mm-hmm. of the Opera. Okay. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. They're, but they're calling it, one of the interesting things, they're calling it the Dark Universe, which had already kind of been claimed by DC. Warner Brothers, you know, for. Yeah. This Justice League Dark stuff. They were going to have their Dark Universe, so mm-hmm. there's going to be some court stuff going on there. Monster Squad. That's what I was referencing earlier, and I can't think of it. Okay. I just remember, yeah, movies used to have to be successful <clears throat> to spawn franchises. Right. And now we start with the franchise and hope <laughs> the movies are successful. Well, look it, at King Arthur, the Guy Ritchie movie that... Had a hundred seventy-five million dollar budget, a hundred million marketing budget, mm-hmm. and the sword never left the stone. <laughs> <laughs> also, they have, uh, Johnny Depp is supposed to be the Invisible Man. I, I cringe. Way, I cringe way him? more with Johnny Depp. I don't like Johnny Depp. Well, I did see a trailer for um, Murder on the Orient Express, which. Originally, yeah, it was originally slated to be come out at Christmas, but now they're saying November. Yeah. You know, look. Daisy Ridley, Josh Gad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, Depp. doesn't look bad. I saw a funny video because at the very end of the trailer, Kenneth Branagh comes out and he's mm-hmm. Hercule Poirot and he's the greatest detective ever. And then they start playing some imagined dragon. So it's the believer, whatever. <laughs> it just doesn't fit. So someone made a, a, a little YouTube video with like, Keep showing the end of that, and they put different different songs, songs. on the end of it. It's pretty funny. Um, and that, speaking of the Justice League Dark, Doug Liman, who did the Edge of Tomorrow movie and stuff, he he pulled out of it, and they were talking to Andy Machete, who's doing the It movie, and also Damien Zafron, who did Wild T- Tales. Did anybody see Wild Tales? I know you guys didn't. Uh, it was, um, I f- felt like I talked about it. It was, it was a anthology. So it was a foreign movie, but it just, it was on Netflix at one time. So I feel, I, I wish I would have checked so I could tell, ask somebody to watch it, at least watch the first story because it was just really neatly done. So somebody out there watch wild tales. Mm-hmm. I think it was from a couple years ago. I thought it was really good. Uh, Tom Hardy, we never talked about Tom Hardy, Venom. Anybody care? I just... I like Tom Hardy a lot. I, I would never have guessed this. I bet he could do a really great job, but I don't know what the heck they're doing. Like How do they have this? Brock? How do they do this without Secret Wars? Like, I could... do Secret I, Wars first? I could see him doing... He just has to go on a picnic and the alien has to fall out of the sky. Oh. Like, I could see him as Eddie Brock. Like, I'm okay behind that. And I could see him becoming Venom, I just... Is this set in the Spider-Man universe or not? I don't think we have any information. Is this a... This is a Sony movie? Yes. Uh, I, I think so. Yeah, it's them trying to keep 
some shred of uh-huh. their characters. Well, if you go back to, like, again, it depends on which continuity you want to go with, but, like, if you go back to, the, like, the 90s animated cartoon, the Venom symbiote came back on a NASA space shuttle that had J. Jonah Jameson's son in it. Um, so there's a number of ways the symbiote could arrive, and for some of the movies, I think, like, it was even created in a lab. The ultimate universe, it was sort of, you know, man-made. Hmm. I'm curious. I don't I don't know. I mean, how does that work without Spider-Man? I don't know, but he's good. He was good. Last thing I... Remember. Yeah, well, he have, like, the Spider-Man logo across his yeah. Right. Like, it, that wouldn't make yeah, any like, sense at all. Someone get Stanley on the phone and ask him what the hell's going on. <laughs> he hasn't known what's going on for 15 years. <laughs> Um, streaming. What have you been watching, Michael? The Get Down. Nope, it's canceled. Oh. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I have mixed feelings about it. Oh, because you be okay with it? It's okay because it it tell it told a very open and closed story structure of leading up to like no cliffhanger. The heyday of di- the disco days to the birth of hip hop and rap. Like, it could easily end there and be, like, a complete series in that. I'm curious as to what they were going to do from there on out. But, so, I'm sad because I love it. It's my number one. I feel that way about a lot of Netflix series. They'll do season one, comes out, and it's great. And it kind of tells its story. And then it gets really popular. And it's like, oh, we're going to do season two. And I'm kind of like, eh. Not too sure you can recapture the magic there. Yeah, like sometimes. with that specific story, I don't know what part two would be of that. That's so. It was the birth of gangsta rap. Uh, that's a whole other story in itself, but <laughs> but it's it's really good, and I will forever cho- cherish it in my heart. <laughs> I always take it too far. It's hard of Dixie. <laughs> is anyone, <laughs> is anyone a, a fan of Bill Burr, comedian? Sure. That's a no. Okay, he's well. sure. No, he's, he's, he's be fine. Funny. Okay, well anyway. He tells it like it is. Sometimes he, I don't, I, I don't agree with him a lot, so I, that's kind of why I don't think he's a fan. Well, the reason why I said that is because I haven't been a huge fan of him, but F is for family. Season two just started the animated show on Netflix, and I am and he play he voices the dad, and I, I don't know if it's his show or he's part of a group. But yeah, I watched a couple episodes of the first season. It's it's set in the seventies, and you can kind of see where it follows with the stereotypical of what happens in a seventies style family. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it wasn't bad. I really enjoyed it, and season two is even better, and. I'm finding myself being a bigger fan of Bill Burr's comedian style because of this show, and I can see me watching more of his stuff. We watched Master of None. Uh, we got to bring it up. We talked about it <laughs> off air last week. Oh, did we? Yeah. We oh, okay. It, I thought that was a waste. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> no, I don't like. I, I hate when I'm talking to you guys and I find out it's not being recorded. <laughs> um. Anyway, Master Nun, Aziz Ansari, I'd watched the first season and liked it, and I told yeah. Cliff, you know, the second season was out, I'd watched the second, I, I actually went back and watched the first again, to, uh-huh. which I was glad I did, 
and then watch the second. I like the second season even better than the first one. Yeah, I did too. Um, but it's a re- really good show. I, I Did really your homegirl finally show up? Season two? Yes. yes. Briefly. Yeah, it was brief. It was just was enough. It, enough? it was just was enough it to good get, enough? get him. Yeah, I was like, hey, here, get, there's somebody in this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, just to get Club to watch. <clears throat> anyway, I, I think it's a really good show. So if you, you know, if you're looking to binge something, I think it's a very bingeable show. Yeah, it's, Honestly, I would have never watched it had you not, like, really recommended yeah. it. And even after a, cu- a couple episodes in, because I'm not a huge fan of him. You weren't into the sickening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <Yeah>. Go on. <laughs> but it's not funny enough to, like, get me through right. two seasons. I, I, it was a very, it was a, it had a good message. The whole show had a good it, message. It does. Yeah. Uh, he's just. Like I said, I'm not a hu- normally a huge fan of this. Oh, yeah, and when we hit that season two, it just took such a right turn to where I, <laughs> a place I did not expect it to go. Oh, yeah. And it, that season two was really good. I mean, and it, even having that, you know, that very common love story, um, the way they did it, you know, you hate any of the parties involved. They're all very likable. I mean, you know, usually when you have... Usually when I watch a show, I pick sides, and I, I hate one person. <laughs> usually when there's a like a love triangle thing going on... We're learning Cliff has a lot of hate in yes. his heart tonight. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> yeah. Nothing with James Franco. Okay, that's the one I hate. Tom Cruise Oh, wait, out. Said both of them. Who do I love? No, usually when there's that love tri- triangle storyline... There's one character that they write for you not to like. Yeah. And it really didn't have that. I mean, it, you kind of felt for yeah, it, all sides. It was, a, it's pretty neat. I also, if, I mean, some of the episodes were just bottle episodes mm-hmm. focusing totally on a side character or, uh, I think one that show, like, just follow the path of some people in New York. That have nothing to do with the. Yeah, I think he, he is in it for maybe. A minute or something. The episode, yeah. the rest is all this other stuff, but it's still good. Yeah, and I thought it ended really well. So definitely a nice, satisfying couple seasons. Yeah, I forgot about that episode. That was a really good episode. That as I was watching it, I was like, "What is going on?" <laughs> I hate everyone. I don't know any of these people. <laughs> but it gave you kind of that, you know, that immigrant in New York City kind yeah. of little slice of life there that you normally. You know, normally they're just, oh, he's a taxi driver. And he's in it for, he has two lines, and he you never see him again. Right. Which is, you know, just stereotypical. Right, yeah. And, and we kind of got to see that other other side, what's going on. Is it, it's, it was a good show for a message of tolerance and things. And I don't think... Who needs that? Yeah. Can't get now, enough of that. Now, is he, has he said he's going to do a season I, three? Or I did? would imagine he would because it was such because season, of money. This season, <laughs> well, this season was such a big hit. Netflix, uh, I mean, I critically acclaimed. All critics sure. like it, but I don't. You know, Netflix is just pumping things out. I can't imagine they wouldn't want to do another season, except uh, except of since eight, uh, they canceled that. I didn't yeah. watch any. There's a lot any. of like. People are very mixed about that because it pushed a lot of boundaries on far of like sexuality and <laughs> I said look directly at Jordan. 
What? <laughs> <laughs> he looks the other way. Writes his own <laughs> jokes, people. <laughs> uh, but because the the whole concept was was there there was eight people that could. <laughs> I give up. Anyway, How do you wa- do you watch? I watched the very first. Oh, season. okay, okay, okay. And, okay. and it was it was good, but I could see like it just it went in some very weird places that people might find uncomfortable. Like you have eight people that can sense each other, and like one someone some, one of them knows um, martial arts. So, like, someone that's getting beat up can take on those attributes and kind of switch places with them. But it also went into scenes where there's same-sex relationships, and they're all involved. Like, it gets a little weird in some places. It sounds like the OA all over again. Some people could be very turned off by it, but it was a very well-done series. I'm not sure why I am single out there. Some people can be turned off by it. I'm trying to, like... I was trying to find this comedy show that I watched on Netflix that just came out that was really good. Um, it was a stand-up co- comedy. Um, so keep talking about streaming for a minute. Uh, you recommended to me Get Me Roger Stone, the documentary. Uh-huh. I watched that. That was really good. It was good. Rage-inducing, we'll say. How, bad, <laughs> how bad did your blood boil over it? Uh, pretty good. But he is the political operative who's been around since... You know, the Watergate era, kind of behind the scenes working on, on elections, was part of the Trump team, and just has zero qualms about you hating him, and you know, they call him you know, the dirty trickster of politics, and he wears that as a badge of honor. And I thought it would just be about him, but he interviewed, he was in the whole movie talking to the people, like, and he even introduced as the camera crew came in, he's like, don't mind them, it's just my, you know, liberal hatchet job uh, documentarians follow me around. So, like, he knew it was going to have kind of a liberal spin to the documentary. Right. And he wanted to be front and center. Like, yeah, that's what I did. Get over it. You know, be kind of that live uh, live action troll <laughs> trolling that all the angry liberals who'd be watching this movie. And he is quite that's a character. That's the new way. That's the way. You know, that's the example that sets a, so mm-hmm. we uh, yeah. that's how we do it now. <laughs> Just tell, just say what you're doing, and then it's like, we're, trust me, we will just be stunned and not know what to do about it. <laughs> if you're just brazen, he, is, that's what, he, is, he brazens his way through things. He's like, you want to fight? Let's fight. And he'll just, you know, we'll just, like, they'll ask him, now, were you the one who planted this false story about adultery back in the day? And he'll be like, nah, it wasn't me. And he, like, grins where you know he's right. admitting it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, all the, the, the fake news that was planted and all the, just the dirty, dirty tricks that have only gotten dirtier over the years. And it was, it was, I don't know how eye-opening it was. It's all kind of stuff we kind of know happens behind the scenes, but he was definitely a fascinating character to hear, especially through his own words. Very modern, uh, has had a huge impact on our modern history. Well, you forgot to mention the tattoo on his back. Yeah, himself. No, Wait, it's a no. Richard Nixon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he has yeah, like yeah. a picture, uh, like Nixon's head tattooed on his back. Wow. Anyway, there's a stand-up. I can't find it on my phone. <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> but there's a American, uh, a comedian that is how to say this correctly. He's oh, he, he's no chance of that. Second generation India Indian like. 
born in America. His parents are immigrants from India. Oh yeah, okay. um, you did it. He has a hour long hour long comedy special on Netflix. I, I can't find it in my feed, but it was really good. Like he, Can I just asked what you typed in. Looking for <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I'm not get there. but <laughs> he was bringing up all these. Like cultural sensitive things that he grew up with as being Indian. Asif Manvi? Yes! Yes! You're yes. awesome. He speaks Michael. <laughs> like, it was great. Like, it, it, like, I didn't know if I would get his type of comedy or be that into it, but he was awesome. Like, I laughed so hard during that and I highly recommend it. It just came out on Netflix. He's another Daily Show veteran who's been in a lot of stuff <clears throat> here recently. If that is indeed the right guy, I'm just guessing. <laughs> and I think one of the last things that we uh, arrest, Arrested Development fifth season is going to happen, mm-hmm. I guess. Hopefully they actually have them all in the same episodes, uh, probably. I um, never did watch four. Is, well, it, is it worth... It was all right. Yeah. I mean, if you're a fan of Arrested Development... I loved was, Arrested it Development. It was the worst of the seasons... <laughs> It didn't quite recapture the magic, but there was. It definitely had its moments. Are these all on Netflix now? Uh, as far as I know, they okay. still are. Yeah. And then there's going to be a Dark Crystal prequel. Yeah. Oh, that looks so good. Yeah, I'm what? very interested in that. I need to go back and watch the Dark Crystal. My gosh, I haven't seen that in me either. I don't m- think I can remember decades. any details. I would love to see like the rebirth. Uh, puppeteering, like the artistry behind it, of because we've gone to such a CGI world. Like, can they bring that Jim Henson magic? Back? Well, I think um, we've seen little glimpses of it, even with even with the Force Awakens and, and Rogue One. They've they've you know the prequels they would have been total CGI characters, and they've brought back a lot of that practical effects. I think it's just maybe a case of eighties nostalgia coming back, but. Folks our age, but yeah, I think it's still I always, around. I always hear a ton of labyrinth love, but Dark Crystal always seems kind of forgotten. And yeah. I always love Dark Crystal way more than I like. Me labyrinth. too. Hmm. We were talking about streaming, right? Yep. Okay. There's a sci-fi show on Hulu called The Triangle. I was looking for something to watch one night, and it's an older series from like. I think 2005, it's like a three-part series on there. It was good enough. It was all about the Bermuda Triangle and alternate realities. Um, it's called Ark. No, it's called <laughs> Arg- Triangle. Arg- Arg- <laughs> Starring Asif Mundi and James Franken. <laughs> it had Sam Neill in it and some other people. It was a made-for-TV movie series. Oh, it was by Brian Singer and... I forget the other person. But anyway, it's good enough if you need something to watch on Hulu under streaming. Man, I got a list of stuff that's better than good enough that I can't get to. I really... I was talking about this with somebody the other day. Like, TV is... I feel television with Netflix and Hulu and all these original things are is better now than it has been in what feels like forever. Yeah, it's, it's definitely... This is the height. Just keeps getting... They keep pumping out high-quality shows. That's why I get so frustrated when it's like, coming this fall on NBC, a police show. <laughs> and it's like the same thing. It's like, we've moved on. Like, you could yeah. do something a little more exciting. No, these old people want to see Mark Harmon walk across the room. 
all he does is walk across the room. I love the super cuts of that where he just walks across the room and insults somebody. Uh, it's like this is what, and they just eat that up. They love it. These procedural. Uh, I don't want you have to be bleeping all day. Just terribleness. I've never been a big fan of the hospital show or the pol- pol- police station show. It just never did it's it so for me. It's easy drama. Yeah. You don't have to try very hard. Yeah. The stakes are so high. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luckily, Do something now, new, like pair Will Smith with an orc. Like, that's at least interesting. <laughs> well, fine. Now, it's the best of both worlds. They can have theirs, and we can have ours. I guess so. So, I guess we'll... I mean, actually, I think that's probably who this Dark Universe, uh, Universal Monster movies are for. This is, this is, uh, the superhero shows for the 55 and plus crowd. These are the, the like Tom uh, Cruise. The things they remember. Yeah, he's gotta be up there. <laughs> They'll love it. Alright, let's uh, it. Let's do it. What else do I hate? <laughs> let's just do a whole, I need to add that to the list. <laughs> Things Cliff hates. As always, I am the non-lustrious Michael Cage. <laughs> lustrous. lustrous? There you go. Non-lustrous. Non. Non-lustrious. No. <laughs> I feel like this gets harder every week. Lusterless. Said it wrong. You said it right. Then you slow down. Try to get fancy. You said it wrong. What's the correct way? Lustrious? <laughs> illustrious. <laughs> Why change a good thing? As always, I am the illustrious Michael K. Easton. <laughs> I am the dumbfounded Jordan Love. <laughs> I hate everything Cliff Barnes. <laughs> I'm James Franco and Tom Cruise's love child. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.